0: Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne. and Father, we want to hear what you have to say to us today. As always, we give this time to you to do what you will in our midst, Father. We want change. We want better. We want more. We want greater. We always want to go deeper in you, and that's what we get when we do it. So we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to deposit in our hearts today. In Jesus' name. Amen, and praise God. Amen again. So we're going to talk about the fact that your healing is not in the future. Amen? Your healing is not in the future. Your healing is now. And so we need to get our minds fixed in the realm of of spiritual things and, and be attentive to what's going on in the spirit and uh, address our needs as spiritual people. Uh, so we need to understand that there is a decree from heaven which says what God is, his truth is, and which establishes all of God's word. Amen. Uh, whatever God says in heaven is so. Whatever he demands is so. And so we have a written decree from God that says that we are healed. Amen. So is a decree is really a fixed law. It cannot be changed. Amen. We see this in the Bible. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Even the kings of the earth felt that their word was fixed. It could be altered. Uh, when, uh, Haman uh, plotted to kill all of the Jews, he tricked the king into a decree, and it was signed with the king's signet ring. And so the king said, according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, this cannot be altered. So even though he didn't want to see all the Jews killed, uh, what he, he said was, I've got to let this stand, because I've given my word on it. And so God allowed him, though, to uh adopt an alternative to that law or an amendment. It's like we have in this country. There are many people who think our Constitution should be changed, that we should do away with it. People are adding things, taking things away. Uh, you know, the Constitution really is based on natural law. It's when it says these things are self evident, that means that they're beyond our writing them down. See, these things come from our Creator and they're given to all men. And all men want to be free. We want to pursue happiness. We want to be able to make a living. These things are are kind of like self evident and they're given by God. So Our our Constitution really uh, points to the Bible because it points to God and what God has said about humanity, what he has said about the earth, what he has said about all of these things. And so that's why the Constitution has stood all of these years. The other thing is that everybody who we elect to public office swears that they would uphold the constitution you can't get into public office and say you gonna come in there and do what you want to do and change it and make all these changes and so forth and yet people try to do it they have they have done it ever since the constitution was instituted they've attacked it tried to rec- recreate it and so forth and so that's why we have amendments to it and we don't discard it amen so if you want to do something different, it's got to fall in line with all of this stuff that's already written. And then we make, we make adjustments to it or additions to it according to the way sometimes life changes, you know? Uh, there are things that, that are not as applicable now as they may have been many years ago, but we don't do away with the law, the statute that it was founded on because we feel that that was solid thinking that set it up and we got to have a framework to live in so the same thing with God's law it gives us a framework in which to live and so when God did creation that was their framework it was it was instituted uh, what we are to do when he said man uh, 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 I have given you all of the trees in the garden with seed in it, reproducing after its own kind. So what God is saying is, I've given you a system that will take care of you. If you just respect the system, it'll take care of you. And it's the same thing with any other natural law. If we respect the system, it takes care of us. And it's the same thing with our health. Uh, with anything that God has decreed through his word that these things cannot be altered in other words the word will always heal you if you listen to it and if you believe it and if you follow it the word will always manifest itself and cause itself to come to pass at some point so don't give up on the word i mean that's the last thing you want to do you know you may not uh have be able to rush it through in the time that you think you ought to be able to but that word will come to pass. Why? Because God can't deny He said it. He can't say, "Well, I didn't say that." <laughs> Amen. Because we've got Him on record here as having said every word that that's in the Bible is God inspired word, and so it cannot be altered. Amen. It cannot. Why? Because God can't be altered. He is his word. Amen. He is steadfast. He never changes. And so his word never changes. And it stands forever. And so when God did creation, he said, let there be. And it happened. Amen. He said, let's do it. And it and it obeyed him. His words manifested what he had in mind when he spoke them. And that's the same thing with us. Our words will manifest what we have in mind when we speak them. So make sure that you you are not just repeating God's word because it sounds good. There's something in mind that you're looking for. God, I'm looking for my healing to spring forth. I'm looking for things to get better. I'm looking to have more money. I'm looking to have more contentment. I'm looking to have more things that you want me to do, getting involved in life, more, all that stuff. It, you're looking forward to more of it because God has made a way for that to happen. So the decree that that has come down from God uh, as related to our healing is is that we we have a covenant with Him, and what that means is that you enter have entered into an eternal agreement with God, and from the beginning He made us and we were good. We weren't sick. Sickness ain't good. Amen. Sickness came as a result of disobedience, but still God's mercy has kept man alive. Amen. He told Adam and Eve. He said, "The day you eat, he said, in that day that you eat of it, you will surely die." Now they didn't know what he meant by death necessarily. It's something they had to experience and learn about. But they began to see, uh, as they were were removed from the garden, they saw that ground was cursed because it took a lot of hard work to get it to produce something amen it wasn't like it was in the garden where the springs come up came up there was a mist that watered the earth and all adam had to do was speak to something and it happened for him you know he said food come here and it came you know uh greens i'm gonna cook you tonight (laughs) there's vegetarian greens but there's good you know, I've had some vegetarian greens. There are people know how to work with seasonings and herbs and stuff. And it's, it. they taste just as good as the mother ones. They ain't slick and slippery like the ones, here, the ones that's all greased down, but hey, they're flavorful and they're edible. And so, you know, we, we, we can do this. So, you know, it's, but whatever he spoke, it happened and happened pretty much immediately. See, there was no, this is why we want stuff to happen right away. Cause we have that, we still have that, that shadow of, of imprint, I call it, of what, what they had in the garden. See, there's something in us that knows this stuff don't have to wait forever, you know? Uh, and it didn't just happen when we got saved. We've had that all along. Where we want to see things happen. We want them to hurry. We want them to, to occur and so so when we think about it what happened in the garden was was the way god wanted man to live forever that's why he sent a redeemer he said "Nah, devil you're not stealing my creation. these people are made in my image these are my children you can't have them you're not stealing them i'm making a way for them to come back to me amen now we know the early patriarchs lived a lot longer than we did. Their average life was about a thousand years with the first generations of them. And as sin increased in the earth, their lifespan decreased. Amen. But God has sent a remedy for sin and that's the new birth. So when we're born again, we all, we suddenly have this activity of divine life going on inside of us. We have a spirit that's been ignited with the life of God and we're able to cause that life to overshadow our carnal life. It grows bigger than our carnal man does. So there's no reason for people to say, well, I can't do this or I can't overcome this or I can't because there is a way in God for that to happen. Bless you. And so we, we have to, to know who we are, know what we have and know uh, how god is is manifesting himself through us, and one of the ways that he does is redeeming us from the curse of sickness and the second death amen now you will will taste death some when you leave this earth, but you don't really die it's your 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 carnal man that that does, but your spirit man lives forever, so your spirit man steps into his new body. And, and God receives you that way. And so we, we are redeemed in such a, a glorious way that we are entitled to live in divine health. And because that decree has already come down from heaven, it's been explained to us in many different ways, but because it already has come down from heaven, we can receive that we are healed Even though we have symptoms to the contrary. And, and many times we don't help ourselves as much as we can with this because if you think about it, the same, the same gift from God that caused you to be born again and on your way to heaven is the same gift from God that causes your body to be healed from all disease. I think what, what What happens is, you know, like, it's like when we, when you're saved, you find that you keep having them same bad habits all the time. And you start saying, I don't know if I'm saved or not. And then one day you say, you know what, bad habits or not, I'm saved. Amen. I ain't going to hell. I'm going, I know I'm going to heaven. I'm saved. Why are you saved? Because of what Jesus did, not how you conduct your life since then. Same thing with healing. I'm healed, no matter what symptoms are in my body. See, the fact that you have symptoms, that doesn't take away your healing. But see, we let it because we don't think of it in the same terms. We don't look at Calvary as a total work for everything that we need. And once you have received the atonement, you have it all. See, you have your health. You have your your your, uh repentance you have your your ability to be forgiven and to forgive amen you know i think what what hinders people sometimes is you know sometimes we don't we don't sense a peace with god and we don't sense that we are forgiven often because we don't forgive so that should be a regular habit that should be automatic an instant for us it should be something you think about it should not be something you 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 know go on social media and complain about somebody for 10 years and you know what i'm saying it's just stupid and really god commands that if you don't forgive you're not forgiven he said he who is forgiven much loves much so some of the most loving people you're around have had some of the most degraded Life circumstances. You understand what I'm saying? And have gone to God in, in, in contrition and in understanding that I've got to make this right with God. I've got to, I can't live thinking I do everything right or thinking I'm all this wonderfulness. You know, it's the mercy of God that I'm able to, to stand and, and to, to be the person that I am. And, and that's being forgiven much. See, this is, you reflect on how much God has done for you. And that swells your heart with love for Him, with joy and love for humanity. It's like, God, I don't want to offend you by turning my back on anybody or, or being angry with somebody and, and not wishing them well. And you know, all that kind of stuff. It's, it got, it's once you start to be overwhelmed with what he 's done for you, anything contrary to to what he wants you to do is is poison to you. see you'd rather you know drink hemlock than to, to offend somebody or not forgive someone or to do something deliberately uh, to retaliate or get even or show somebody you know all that fleshly stuff uh, you you die to that see and, and you want to please God, and so your love gets greater. Even when you reflect on how much you've been forgiven. I mean, not that you're, you know, anybody that's out here, you know, hell raising or anything like that. But just just the fact that you can thank him for God, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. I'm different. I've changed. You know, I'm sometimes out, my mind will just wander back to when I wasn't saved and some of the stupid stuff I did. And I say, so Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm forgiven. Thank you. I'm changed. Thank you. You're helping me to not be that person anymore, not want to go back and visit that old life. You know, you keeping me walking straight before you. Amen. Like he told Abraham, walk before me and be thou perfect. Amen. Be mature. Quit thinking about petty stuff and telling people who you are because you don't know who you are yourself. You know, it's just, it's kind of sad. I look at these people sometimes and they want to brag on the high. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I say, girl, you have no clue who you are. You know, my queens. And you no queen. Now, if we queens, I want to know who in charge. All us queens around here. Got to be a queen queen or a top queen. see that'll settle that whole queen stuff all that fake stuff you need to get in the word and find out who you are you won't find out who you are listening to your friends or letting them tell you how beautiful you are and all that kind of stuff and you know your hair standing straight up on your head most of the time huh We used to call it state hospital hair. We know we had some when I worked in psychiatry. We had some patients that had shock treatments for years, and they had. We sent them down to the hairdresser in the hospital, and their hair was laid down for a minute, and then pretty soon it was bong straight back up on their heads again. You know, so sometimes we're like that. You know, you know, you ain't all that wonderful. Stop listening to that carnal stuff. Doesn't do anything but pump up your fleshly mind. Then you got to repent some more for being so vain. Cut it out. You know, God's given you uh, uh his word. He's given you his heart. He's given you his character. Start focusing on that and develop that as much as he can be developed. and You be on the right road then. Amen. So heaven's decree has said that we are healed. Amen. We fell away from God in the garden, but guess what? Jesus Christ brought us back amen his atoning work that one confession that you made you got you got smart one day and confessed christ and that one time confession put you on the right road it made everything right it took your sickness away it took your pain away it took all of that away in one confession amen and so what are we doing as far as as when we uh have symptoms, or we have sickness, or whatever you want to call it. I don't call it sickness cause I don't believe Christians get sick if they're really born again. You don't have to receive that or receive it if you want to win the argument, go ahead and call yourself sick. I won't stop you, but I'm healed. Amen, and you can be healed if you'll accept it. you know don't don't want to win the argument so much. you know you can win the argument and lose the war. Amen? And you're fighting heaven's decree when you say, or you'll you'll believe for one disease and not believe for another one. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this is too hard. You don't know what I, you don't know. No, I don't want to know. Because it says here, every disease, even the ones not written in this book, you're redeemed from. Amen? So you heal from all of them. So heaven has made up its mind about you. You need to make up your mind and agree with heaven. That you are healed. Amen. You are healed. As a sinner, you were subject to disease. You know, I won't, I won't go back on that one, but you're healed now that you've received the atonement. And if you're not convinced of it, just start meditating on the word. Mel Gibson confesses that he was, he was depressed. He was alcoholic. So many mental and emotional problems. You know, and this is why, why he, while he was a successful actor and, and making all kinds of money, had a beautiful family, wife and children, and he was so unhappy. And he said that he, he, he's a Catholic man and he said that he started meditating on the cross and what Jesus suffered. And he said little by little, those symptoms left him. He quit drinking. He's, he wasn't depressed anymore. Uh and, and from that, he got the inspiration to make the movie The Passion of the Christ, the first one that was made. I understand he's working on another one. He said he has to take his time because and this is the beauty of this. I, I just look at how God transfers his character onto people when they spend time with him. Because he was saying that he's read, he said, yeah, I've studied this a lot, and there are some things that I want to be um, exactly right before I film them. He said, and I'm waiting on, you know, waiting on God. He didn't quite say it like that, but he said he, it's taking time and he explained some of the difficult things in making these movies and all of that. He said, and, and I can't, he said, I can't be rushed and I can't, uh, you know, like mess this up trying to satisfy people who are telling me I need to hurry it up. And so, uh, it, it, to me, it was very thoughtful and very respectful, uh, the way he handles the things of God, you know. And I was thinking about it, I said, you know, we got preachers that aren't that respectful, you know, of of the office that God's called them to, the work of the ministry, you know, uh, we could learn some things. You know, people don't give that kind of testimony to fall on deaf ears, you know, just because he's not quote unquote like us or whatever you expect people to be doesn't mean God not using him and he didn't speak to him and he's not being respectful to God. And so God has people around like that to get our attention and show us some stuff sometimes if we'll take the time to look. And so we are healed. According to the word, we are healed. Once God decrees a thing, he said in the garden that we were good and that goodness still stands. If we were good, he never would have sent his son to the cross for us. You know, mistakes don't make us bad people. We're not defined by our mistakes, but we are defined by what God says we are and who he says we are. And so we're already healed. Sickness and symptoms don't change that. A diagnosis does not change that. Why? There's still a written decree in heaven that you're healed. Amen? Not that you're entitled to healing, but you are healed there's a difference if you see yourself healed and well then why am i sick you're not sick you're healed so you need to make up your mind which one you are quit calling yourself something other than what god calls you you call those things that be not as though they are but you are healed amen you don't have disease you know you can prove this to yourself sometimes i was thinking about somebody a very prominent minister many years ago, that when he he had symptoms, that there was something wrong in his throat. And the first few doctors he went to could not find anything. And see, when I hear that, see, it depends on what side of the road you're on. If you're on the side of the road where you're healed and the doctor tells you, I can't find anything, Then you rejoice. You go home, you get your word. You say, God, how are we going to tackle this? How am I going to get rid of you? Now, you've confirmed to me I'm healed because they can't hang a diagnosis on me. You see, you don't want a diagnosis. You want your healing confirmed, but you still got symptoms in your body. God, how do I attack this? I know these are symptoms now, and I know your word is true. It's been confirmed already to me. They can't find anything. And see, this this man of God kept pursuing it, kept going back one doctor after another, after another, until guess what? They gave him a diagnosis. And I believe probably at the time he first started, that they wound up having a tumor in his throat. I believe it was small enough that the word would have killed it he had gotten with the right people. And see, this is where sometimes ministers, you know, when you got a big name and thousands of people coming to your church, you can't be small enough to ask somebody to help you get your healing, see. And this is where they make their mistakes. They wait until it's way far gone, or they can't, or to get healed, they've got to go a combination of chemo, radiation, this, that, and the other, and and Never really get settled. Once you're settled on the fact that you are healed and you believe that with all your heart, then that disease will not attach itself to you in a great way and will begin to subside. You understand me? It will begin that whatever those, those symptoms. If you, if you believe God, I want to, can we attack it this way, God? I, I'm expecting that by next week, uh, it will be less and my symptoms will be clearing up. Now, if it's coughing and not swallowing right, I want to swallow better by next week. You understand what I'm saying? And start putting expectation behind it. You can't just sit up and, and say I'm healed and just walk on away and not do anything to strengthen your healing. you got to take the medicine of the word. That's good, That's a must you don't go you don't go three times a day you take medicine if them doctors tell you at least once or twice so you got to take the medicine of the word as diligently as you would take natural medicine even more so you just can't can't sit back and say i'm waiting on no if you you're not waiting on your healing you're not waiting on a manifestation you're healed now so your healing is not off in the future It's there now. And it's that way for everything that's from the Spirit and everything that's from the Word. You're wealthy now. Amen? Yeah, and see, everybody likes that one. (laughs) We love calling ourselves that be not as though they are when we talk about wealth, when we talk about, you know, whatever it is you need. Amen? I have hair like Absalom had. A ton of it. It's so much of it, you gotta weigh it, gotta, you know. <laughs> I got hair like Samson, I just shake it all over the place. And it's just everywhere. You understand what I'm saying? So we know how to jump on that word when we need to. Amen. We just don't, don't often dedicate ourselves to it till it manifests. We like skipping around a little bit, have a day off. I didn't, God. I know I didn't get on that word today like I usually do. What you telling him for? You better go open your Bible. <laughs> the day is not over yet. These these little excuses. You're just shortchanging yourself. God don't need the word to be healed. He's already healed. You the one need it. Amen. So we are already healed. Symptoms do not change that. A diagnosis does not change that. Sickness, feeling sick in your your body does not change that. Amen? We were created whole. Health is eternal. Sickness is temporal. Sickness comes from the God of this world, comes from His camp. Anything that's eternal can drive off something that's temporal. Amen? Anything that has to do with uh, this earth and what comes from the earth, that's temporary, subject to change. What changes it? Your faith in God and in his word. That's what changes it. Uh, You know, uh, the earth is waiting for us to redeem it with our words and with our faith. Amen? earth is waiting for us to start speaking the word down here so that the earth can breathe easier, can, can produce more. The earth wants to produce. It's living just like we are. Amen? And so it, it's groaning for us to manifest ourselves as sons and daughters of God and not the devil's little people all the time. Amen? Wanting everything and destroying everything and wasting everything. You know, that's that's not God's plan for us. So the fact that healing is eternal means sickness is temporary. It's going to leave one way or the other. Amen. You can attack it with the word. You can attack it. Sometimes you could take uh, uh uh medicines that add to your comfort or alleviate your suffering, amen. I've I've learned how to put off taking that pill as long as I can, you know, for symptomatic. You know, you think about it, you think, eh, well, you know, it's there if I ever need it, and then you find out you don't really need it. You know, if if you have a headache, you know, you can speak to that, a an ache or a pain, it'll leave in a minute, you know. And so you begin to live in a mentality of a healed person. See, that's when you got it made. That you're not so fearful of a symptom that the first thing you do is rushing, you know, like that. You just chill out, you know, it's gonna pass away too. You know, it's it won't be here forever. And so you you just have to understand these things and you have to use everything that you do to use the word to help your health is making you stronger physically. Amen. It's making you stronger in your body, it's making you stronger. And your soul even, you know, these things, once you're, you you, it depends what you think about. That makes an awful lot of difference. Amen. And if you, the minute you feel something not right in your body, if you start trying to figure out why it's there, where did it come from, what's that about? I wonder what that's from. I'm wondering if it's that so-and-so and and that such-and-such, you know. Uh, you're on the wrong road. <laughs> Let me just tell you, God's gonna have to find you on that crazy street you're on, give you the word, and point you right back in the direction of "I'm healed." See, so you don't get off "I'm healed" street. I don't care what the devil tries to torture you with, and oh boy, you you know you you feel that lump and all that kind of stuff, you know, and and do you know lumps shrink? <laughs> I'm a witness to that. Amen? They do. They don't stay there forever if you talk to them, right? Now, if you start getting scared of them and start worshiping it, that lump going to get bigger and stay. It's going to start dominating you. What you give attention to and what you respect rules. Amen? And that's why many people, you know, die with cancer. It's it's overcome and start to rule. They never take anything inside of them that fights against it. Amen. And the word is what fights against it for, for us. I don't care what how big it is, how ugly it is, how rare it is. Amen. The word can overtake it, overcome it, and kill it. But the word has first got to work on you to get you out of fear and and get you from focusing on it. See, many times we want a healing. Immediately, and God's gotta work us into a place where we can number one, expect it, instead of expecting bad news all the time, and number two, receive it and hold on to it. You gotta be converted. Your soul's gotta be converted. Everybody's does. This, this isn't something that just comes to you out of nowhere and you, you, you have it and you, it's never challenged. Everybody's faith is gonna be fought over. But you gotta put up a good fight. Amen. Faith is a good fight. It's a good fight. God expects us to fight back with His Word and it's a good fight. Amen. If you never fight back with the Word, it's not a, it's not gonna happen for you and it's not a good fight. Amen. We need to get determined. There has to change in us something that takes us from being casual about things to being determined. I'm gonna get this. This is mine. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let this stay the way it is, Lord. I want these symptoms to leave my body. I want freedom from pills. I want, you understand what I'm saying? And I'm determined to get it, God. See, you, you know, if you just say, well, I'm winting. and you ain't going nowhere. Amen. The people that went had instructions from God that they were walking out. They weren't just walking around taking pills and say I'm winting, amen, and not expecting the symptoms to go away, not expecting to feel better, not expecting. you got to be expecting if you're winting, amen. And when the the lepers, the reason the lepers were all healed as they went is because they expected to be healed because they got it. You can't get it without expectation. Amen. You can't just jump in the line of a bunch of lepers and say, I'm winting, and you don't expect anything. And the one guy was so expectant that he looked at himself and he saw he was healed and ran back and thanked the Lord for it. Amen. So I'm thinking that they were healed. and said they were all healed as they went. But I think he was the only one who really checked himself out to make sure. See. Because that's a normal process to know that you're you're healed as you're going. Amen. So you can claim healing now. Amen. I'm I'm winting, Lord. I'm expecting. I'm in your word. I'm feeding myself the word. I'm growing in the word. I'm being changed every day. These symptoms are leaving me. I'm getting stronger here. It's getting better here. Just keep building yourself up in the truth of the fact that you're healed. Just take a little scripture and think you're standing on it and you never meditate on it. You never go back into the word and get other scripture to add to it. This has got it. The Bible says diligently hearken, not casually, diligent. You know, like it's your job. Amen. In fact, it is your job until every stinking symptom walks away from your body. That's your job. Amen. And it pays off. You'll start seeing progress. You'll start seeing you're getting better. You're getting stronger. You can do more if you were limited. You can you uh you it things don't fatigue you as much, amen. And you're not sitting thinking it's getting worse. Now you can't do that and say you're healed too, and you can't be afraid of progressive. I don't care if the doctors have said. It's progressive. You can't sit up and, and wonder when it's going to happen. Now, well, how long do I have? And uh, uh-uh, don't do that, because healed people are healed. They ain't wondering about anything progressing. I'm looking at my healing to progress. I'm not going backwards. And as this. this symptoms aren't getting worse, getting better. Amen. In Fact, they leaving here today in Jesus' name. So you got to continue to speak to yourself. It's very important what you say to yourself. Like the woman with the issue of blood, she said within herself, you gotta talk to yourself. Can't just, you know, come to church here a little bit there and then go home and sit there for five days and don't put any more word inside of you. You should be going home and building up what you just heard. Amen. I gave everybody an assignment. Hopefully you got your assignment. Amen? Last week, you you have treasure in earth and vessel. And the Lord was telling me, he said, the reason people are always looking for something and restless and and discouraged and all of this, wanting to give up, is they don't explore what they have on the inside of them. He said, most people have no clue what I put in them, how to access it, how to make it work for them. Your gift will make room for you, the Word says. And many people sit around wondering what they're going to do for a living, how they're going to do this. and I'm talking about Christians. You know, where am I going to go? Instead of wondering and looking outside of you for the answer, God said, look on the inside. Go open your Bible and start meditating on something and let me show you what I can do. I was speaking to somebody this week that sells insurance, and I said, well, how was your work? I always ask them, how was your week this this week? And they said, you know what? I had a really good week. And they were saying how much more they sold and, and you know, all of this. And and they said, I remembered my assignment. He said, I got in a word, and I started asking God, what is my treasure? What have you put inside of me? Show me how to put it to work. You got me? Once it's working, then the devil can't take it from you. Until it's working, it's a mystery. It's a a fairy tale. It's a wish. It's a hope. But once it's working, nobody can talk you out of it. Because you got evidence right there that it's working. Amen? So many people put limits on what they can do with, with some of the gifts and abilities that they have. They don't think of it doing great things or doing more than just... Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it when I get time. What that means is you don't have confidence that it's really worth anything. I remember when I was just recovering from a nervous breakdown. I wasn't totally whole yet and I knew it. But I just felt to keep myself busy different things, whatever I could do, whatever. And I was wanting to to just do some writing or, you know, something with my hands. That's what I felt. It was a, a little church down the street from me, Presbyterian Church, was in walking distance of my house. That's how close it was. And I walked past there one day. I would do a lot of walking, you know, and, and uh, they had a sign-up, and it says sign up for the calligraphy class. And so I said, oh, wow, I said, maybe I can do that. It was free of charge. You know, you just had to buy your equipment and stuff like that. And so I took the course. And one of the things that was good about it, you had to practice every day. You had to keep your hands busy because uh, you had to learn how to make those letters and you had to learn how to make them flawlessly. And, you know, and that that was in the days before we had, you know, accessible printing with you know, all the different fonts and stuff like that. And so people would pay good money to have their invitations hand made. They still do it, you know, and uh, all of that. And, and so I began doing that, and God would have me write out scriptures. And I just had a, a pile of them just where I'd written them out just practicing and stuff. And then after I got better, I just started looking at him. I said, well, maybe I can do something. I started making little posters. We gave them out as favors at some of the women's meetings, a ministry I was involved in. We put those up and, and, uh, in fact, somebody that I, I, uh, was in contact recently, she said, I still have that poster you gave us. It's been over 30 years ago. She said, at one of our meetings, it's still on my refrigerator, you know. and and, amen and so these are things but if i sat there and said well i'll never be able to do nothing this is what a lot of people do now don't get me wrong uh that this isn't a problem for people because they've got to see the end at the beginning well who's the only person that knows that that's god he knows the end at the beginning he knows you ain't gonna do nothing he knows you're going to try a million things and fail at them, be discouraged and disappointed. Why? Because you don't know how to follow through by faith. See, I did those things by faith. I didn't know where they'd end up. I didn't know they'd end up ever being used or being blessing, a blessing to people. But he says he will cause everything you set your hands to to what? Prosper is going to help somebody. Prosper doesn't mean it's going to make you a ton of money, all. It's, prosper means it's going to wind up where he wants it to be, for his glory. Amen? That's prosperity. You know, you can't cash in everything. My goodness. You know, I mean, come on now. You'd be busier than a one-armed paper hanger. If you had every gift and every ability you ever picked up, made you money, you wouldn't be able to work enough to to do fulfill everything. But I know it will do much of what you need it to do, if you'll dedicate it to God. And if you'll honor it and appreciate it and work in it and continue to work in it and never stop working in it, you understand what I'm saying? The, you know, these the people you see with TV shows on Food Network, they've been doing this a long time and been doing it many years and been failing at some things and, and getting better at some things. Amen? And many times you'll have to sacrifice a lot so that your gift can prosper. You look at musicians. They sit in the house and they play to nobody. Why? Because it's they're perfecting. They've got a gift in them. There's a treasure in them and they're trying to get it to come out. Amen. You won't get anywhere without respecting that principle. You've got to put it to work you got to put it in God's employ and let God develop it. <clears throat> and so even if you just serenade your neighbors every day, amen? That's a blessing right there, that they don't throw something to a brick in your window and tell you to stop because it sounds so bad. You understand what I'm saying? People just, they you know, we don't know until we start to employ these things. But if we would be consistent and not quit, amen? Sometimes people just have this rubber stamp in their head that says, fail, can't do it, failure, don't even try it, don't bother. It won't happen for you. (laughs) Amen? You're going to fight that. How do you fight it? By working against it. You have proved to yourself you can do stuff. You're the first person you have to prove something to. Amen. And so if we will continue doing these things, amen, we'll, we'll start to develop that treasure. And it can be developed under some, some extreme circumstances. You know, when I was, 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 you know, making letters, I was fighting depression. You know, it, I just needed something to get my mind off of me. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So it served a dual purpose there. You know, it's, 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 and it helps God to show you your value. See, when you can create something and you can look at something that you did, that proves to your depressed mind that you got worth in you. It does a lot of things, folks, just. You don't have to know everything that's going to happen. Use some faith. Just do stuff by faith. Just start setting your hand to stuff and don't quit. Amen? Don't let yourself talk yourself out of it. And it's the same thing with healing or anything else. We talk ourselves out of healing. Well, you know, it's it's slow. It's not slow. You're healed now. What do you talk about slow? See, your mind can play, your, your mind will mess you up. You keep listening to it. Cause you'll, the only thing the enemy has left is to steal it from you in a mental realm. He'll start telling you, well, how come you still taking them pills if you're healed? Look, Peel, I told you already, me and you didn't have this discussion from before. Pretty soon, I won't have to take you anymore. That's the end of my discussion. Well, that you told me that a month ago, and I'm telling you again now. Pretty soon, I will not have to take you anymore. Huh? Just don't change your confession, folks. That's where the enemy gets us. If he can get us to change what we say, what we think, it, it, you know, you may still have it in your heart. You may still desire it from God. But your, your, your zeal is waning, your enthusiasm is going, your desire is a little bit here, a little bit there, huh? And so we, we have to challenge ourselves. God, how do I stay in the fight with this? You said faith is a fight and it's a good fight. And I feel like I've laid my sword down today. You understand what I'm saying? Show me how to keep my sword in my hand so that I can stay on the ready and stay expecting to be healed at any time. Amen? That's what the Bible says. Lest at any time you see with your eyes, hear with your ears, understand it with your heart, and you are converted. You're looking to be converted totally to a healed person. And symptoms go. Amen? And in the meantime, don't worry about it. Just do what you do and expect God to, to manifest himself in alleviating symptoms, taking them all away, getting you off your pills, whatever it is that's bugging you about your situation. Amen. It's not bugging God, I can tell you that much. He's got perfect peace about you at all times. So we need to get more on his side. Amen. Learn how to. To go to God, worship God, thank him, could keep Thanksgiving. The Bible says continually in my mouth. I was uh uh <laughs> listening to a um uh, uh, pastor, was, I think it was Oyadepo, the senior one. He's got three or four boys who are preachers. They preach good too, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh but he was, um, had somebody that visited him from the United States. It was, I, I want to say Mike Murdoch because it sounds like a Mike Murdoch conversation that he would have with somebody. Mike Murdoch counts everything. He lists everything. He constantly made, but he said he had Mike Murdoch with him in the, uh, uh, the car coming from the airport. And as they were, you know, in the car and By the time they were halfway done with the ride, Mike Murdoch said, he said, you've said praise the Lord 64 times since we left the airport. And, and the pastor said, he said, it's an addiction. It's an addiction. He said, we passed this car that was not, uh, that was broken down the side of the road. Praise the Lord. It's not us. Help this man, brother. Help this man get his car fixed in Jesus name. He says continually God's praises in his mouth. Thanksgiving continually to him. It's an addiction with him. See, there's always something to thank God for. There's never a time to not be thankful to him and not praise his name. And and so we gotta be like that with the things of God. We've got to help ourselves, help your spirit to stay in an atmosphere. Let your your temple of God be an atmosphere that strengthens your spirit. Amen. Just let it strengthen your spirit. Let it nourish your spirit. When you fill your temple with thanksgiving, that nourishes your spirit. That causes your spirit to expect good things. Amen. And, and you're looking for more things to thank God for, you see. So you can't, you can't just do a little bit of, you know, a little bit of confession here. And, a little bit of Bible reading here and then slam, slam, slam the Bible shut because you threw. I got my Bible reading in for the day. I'm done. <laughs> You're right. Done nothing. Amen. So, So we need to understand that the things of the world are temporal. You know, uh, the Bible says, though, your outer man is perishing or decaying. Your inner man is being renewed day by day. And your inner man has the power to restore your outer man. Amen. So don't think that's the last word. There are too many scriptures that say God renews your strength. He renews your youth. He, he will, uh, he's healed you already. You are healed by his stripes. All of that. So that's a healing is a restoration and a renewal of health. Amen. It's, it's on a cellular level. It renews your cells on a tissue level, an organ level. It works. It'll restore and renew everything and it'll remove stuff out of your body that shouldn't be there. It'll regulate things like your heart and your blood pressure and, and your thinking, all of those things. All of your glands, all of your muscles, all of that gets restored and renewed. Why? Because the word has that power to it. It has heal. It's, it's medicine. To all of our flesh. So we said sickness is of this world. And that's why it can be challenged with God's word. The world is not the strongest force. Because we know that this heaven and earth will pass away. And everything that's of the earth will pass away. But God's word abides forever. And so it may, the things of this world may be the most visible. But it's also temporary. and and removable and changeable and alterable. So the world can be altered. The things that the world creates can be altered. But God owns everything. Amen. He is the possessor of heaven and earth and all things. So he has the final word on everything. He has the first word. He has the last word. And so just make sure that you stay in his word because the last word on you is that you're healed. Amen. That you have health and that you have wholeness. You are not sick. Amen. You're more healed today than you were yesterday. You're more healed this year than you were last year. Amen. So your health is growing. It's flourishing. It's prospering. Amen. So if if you can say anything about your health, somebody asks you how you doing, my health is prospering. It's flourishing. Amen. I'm in the word and and I am healed and it is flourishing. You don't have to answer to people about your symptoms. And definitely don't answer the devil about it. Amen. Devil, you know you put these symptoms on me. So don't even come up here to me talking about this. This is for the glory of God right now. You thought it was for your benefit. But it's uh uh-uh. You're not getting the glory out of me. God gets the glory here. Amen. So we are learning. How to use God's word to come up into health, to come up into prosperity, to come up into prospering in every area of our lives. So uh, it, what uh, <clears throat> the things that, that trouble us are not for our good. You need to understand that. Unpaid bills, they're not for our good. That's why God pays them. Amen. Sickness or symptoms in our body, not good. That's why God heals us. Amen. We need to know that, that the world is disappearing more and more every day. Amen. You see the, you know, as long as you're in this earth, something is wearing out. Amen. Hair gets thin, teeth fall out. You know, you might have to go buy some of them. Paychecks, you know, evaporate. Your appliances, vehicles break down. All of that stuff. That comes from sin. The things deteriorate because this world is deteriorating. Every, every year that it's here, it's disappearing more. They had some earthquakes in Turkey and, and just a whole patch of land just disappeared and the ocean came in, in its place, you see. So this, this isn't, this isn't what God created us for. He created us for stability. And so we need to to dis disengage ourselves from this world as much as possible. Amen. Don't consider it uh to be permanent. Don't consider it to be a factor, really, in what's going on in your life. Amen. So we need to understand that heaven is our home. The things of heaven belong to us. We can call heaven down here on earth anytime we need to. Amen. As it is uh in heaven, so let it be on earth we're trying to make a an exchange here. Amen uh people aren't sick in heaven. we join that body amen we're joined to that body not not some some flimsy you know what we think is some uh family uh you know family inheritance or family diseases or Whatever, you know, that's that's not who you we just join ourselves. So we don't even know if that stuff is true. You know, as screwed up as the medical profession is. I noticed a change now. I worked in the medical profession many years ago. I noticed a change when abortion became legal. I noticed that healthcare got more expensive people sued doctors more you you know you used to think long and hard before you sued some people who were there to do you good and just made mistakes you know but it's like they became the enemies of humanity see you got to dedicate yourself You, you know there's there's hospitals here um that still have a day, like some of the uh Catholic hospitals, they have a day where they have all the employees come and the priests will come in and bless the hands of the employees, dedicating their hands to do good. So you don't get your hands blessed by God and then go take a baby and break it up and take it out of somebody's womb or suffocate it on the way out. My goodness. You either gotta be one way or the other. You can't be both ways. You know, if something's sanctified, it's sanctified to be used by God. It's not, you can't flip-flop and use it both ways. No wonder there's so much hell in this earth that's been loosed by that. Shedding innocent blood. It's wrong. You can't reason it away. Well, see, that's a woman's decision. That's a God's decision. That woman had, she no more has an idea how she got pregnant than anything. Most of them run to the abortion because oh, I didn't think I could get pregnant from that. Ugh, oh, brother. Don't bring me back to my days of working, <laughs> working maternity clinic, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Man, you hear some stories up in there. Anyway. So, our bodies need to be redeemed. They are redeemed. So, what we're doing is walking out the redemption that Jesus paid for us. See, he paid for it already. He paid for us not to have disease in our bodies. He paid for us not to be harassed by the devil and the devil trying to reclaim us. He paid for us. The devil don't have no money. He don't have no wealth. He don't have nothing to buy us back with. So he just keeps working the same stuff he did to get us in the first place. Lying, deceiving, tricking, amen, symptoms. And if you follow him up, you find yourself in the doctor's office and they say, well, we can't find anything. And was the devil do, sitting up laughing at you? Look at you and spent all that money, done all that worrying, and there's nothing wrong. And if God tells you there's nothing wrong, stay with that. Start trying to find something. You got me? You got to make up, you know, people, you got to make up your mind about stuff. If you can say you're going to heaven, you can say you healed. You ain't never seen heaven. You don't know who up there. You don't even know where it is and how to get there. How to buy the ticket, mostly. <laughs> we just believed it. We believe and we secure. Amen. Every day that we live for God, that shows our faith and our eternal security. You're not you're not doing this on the hopes that you're saved. You got a lot banked up. You know, you come to church regularly. You give. You you bless people. You look for ways to help people. You read your Bible. You do. You got a lot. There's a lot pointing you to the fact that you're on your way to heaven. That's you're doing that by faith. So you can do your health by faith too. Do everything by faith. You can dedicate your gifts and abilities to God by faith. Just work in them all the time. And let him begin to develop you. Amen? Amen. That will give you peace of mind. That will help you. Amen? So healing is a spiritual occurrence. It's not natural. God's healing is not by natural means. Amen? Now you can do some stuff to help you in the net. Well, God told me I could do this. But we're not going to argue with, I'm not, I, far be it for me to argue what God told you. Because I wasn't in on that conversation. All you, I can tell you is what his word says. And the word of God does not need any help to get your body healed. Selah. I'm going to take me a drink. You need the help. Because you're still developing your faith. Do you understand me? There's a difference between God telling you his word needs help. Well, you know, I take the word plus. I can I take the word but. There's no but to the word. That word is going to heal you, period. Amen. Anything else that comes from the the temporal world is temporary. Your herbs are temporary. Your vitamin supplements are temporary. Your pills are temporary. They're from the world. Amen. You know, and you need to pray too that those pills will help you and continue to help you until the word manifests. But keep taking the word. (laughs) Don't drop the word because you got a pill. Amen. Or they got a surgery for you or something else. You know, just stay with the word, period. Put that first above all things. Amen. So, so what we need to do, because healing is a spiritual occurrence, it's not natural, we need to divorce our attention from the natural. It's what you attend to that makes a difference. It's not whether you take herbs, medicines, pills, or whatever. Have at it. You'll just have yourself a blast. But that word is what's going to heal you. Amen. Now you might get some relief from some of that stuff or even some peace of mind from some of it. Amen. You know, when it's flu season, quote unquote, flu season, there's a lot of extra germs in the, in the atmosphere. You know, you, you feel like you need to take a, a zinc tablet or, you know, whatever else it is that you think helps you. You know, you can read a little literature and see how to build up your resistance. Nothing wrong with that. Amen. Especially if you you know you're in a, a warfare with the atmosphere and you, you you're already slow on reading that word. You know it. Come on. You know. But there are going to be some seasons where you don't even think to take something. You understand me? But that doesn't mean that God's word needs help. You, the one, need help. Because <laughs> you know you're standing strong enough. You ain't believing that word strong enough to have peace of mind about letting those supplements go. You got me? So when you, when you built up enough where you don't think about them, that's when you're free. You understand? That's when the words kicked in. You can't rush this process. You gotta work with it. But don't put God in everything you do. Don't make Him the author of everything that you do. There's some things we do, but we don't even ask God about. We just think about it and say, I'm gonna go do it. Amen? There was some, you know, we, for a while we had a rash of, of ministers getting facelifts. You know? And, and one of them said, well, I asked God if I should get it or not. he said, it's your face. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like God said, I don't I have nothing to do. I wash my hands of this matter. You know what I'm saying? You do it, you own your, in other words, you own your own. Got me? Some things God is not going to get involved in, folks. And we gotta know it. So, you know, it's, and it, it really doesn't matter to him some things. You can do them, I mean, you have, you have, you know, freedom in some areas. Now, if it's something that's gonna go wrong, he's gonna warn you about it. Amen? But there's some people he know they gonna insist on getting something fixed up. You know? <laughs> I kinda laugh myself cause I'm thinking, I'm like Betty Davis. Now, who would I be fooling? Like she, somebody asked her, would you ever consider getting a facelift? This was back in the day before they were very popular. And she just laughed. She said, who would I be fooling? In other words, who, who doesn't know how old I am that knows who I am? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, but some people just feel better about themselves when they look better to themselves. You got me? So, you know, I, I quit judging them people. I just, you know, shut my mouth and say, well, God bless them. You know, do what you want to do. I'm siding with God. It's your face. You do what you want to do. Amen. But, you know, it's to me now, it's just kind of a little odd when people will say things like, well, you know, God has to show you how to love yourself and to forgive yourself and accept yourself. And they get whacked on, change their appearance all the time. See what I'm saying? This is something a little, little fuzzy with me about it. That's all. That's all. Not throwing no shade, not judging nobody, but you know what I'm saying. Because people, you're you're not a you're not a movie star. You're a voice, like John the Baptist said. I mean, you could get off television, go on radio, and not have to get any of that. Now people use that TV as an excuse telling you that camera messes up more people than it helps sometimes so we need to divorce our attention from the natural realm and live totally in the realm of the spirit that's what God's. he wants us over there where he is he wants fellowship with us he wants companionship with us he wants us to and he wants us to prosper because he knows that when we spend time with him and we get stronger in our spirit, man, that's the best life for us to have. Is is you know, you know, talk about your best life now. I don't know what them people are talking about. Because most of them aren't even living in the spirit. They're talking about natural things. Amen. And how not to worry. Well, you know, there's a life beyond just fight and worry all the time. There's a life of contentment in the spirit of God where it doesn't matter what you have, money-wise, property-wise, any-wise. You just live in that realm with him. You care less about anything else. Amen? So absence of worry is not really prosperity when you think about it. When you prosper is when you assured everything is going to work out okay and you don't have any cause for concern because of who you know. And how you abide with Him. See, God has to give you that constant reassurance. You can't get that anywhere else. Amen. And so there is a place other than just not having worries and thinking everything's going to work out is having His presence with you and, and having that personal reassurance, that personal covenant with God, that personal witness in the Spirit that you're okay. Amen. You get that. You got everything. No matter what else you have or don't have. So because healing is a spiritual occurrence, it's not natural, we just take our attention from the natural and be like Abraham. The Bible says he considered not his own body nor Sarah's body. See, where sometimes people make their mistakes is we may not consider certain things related to us but when it comes to stuff related to other people, we have our doubts. You gotta, you gotta not consider both of them. Amen. It's like you know your credit is jacked up. You know it is, but you gotta go to the bank and get some money from them. How, how common is that? So you don't consider you gotten you pretty good now. You got some word in you. You say, oh, my credit is good in heaven. You know, even stole Pastor Shirley's word of knowledge. You know, got my credit is good in heaven. And there's nothing wrong with my credit, but then what's facing you? Oh, that bank manager has to. Do you understand? So you got to not consider anybody in the situation as being able to stop what God has for you. Once you get that straightened out, that God, you're going to work on that banker. You know, that's a given. I'm not even going to consider what he, that he could say no because he can't say no. Because you've already said yes. But you might have to work on yourself a little bit to get people out of the place of being a threat to you. Because so often that's where we live. Suppose somebody says no. Suppose I don't get it. Suppose it's this. Suppose it's that. Amen. And so we have to make ourselves not go there mentally. Because you'll start to meditate on the things that you fear, and they will start to happen. You'll be your faith won't work as well. Now your faith, your faith is in your heart, and if God has set an appointment for something, that devil may bug you all the way to the bank, and I'll but keep putting one step in front of the other, keep it because faith is more of an action than it is anything else. So as long as you keep moving toward that thing, I don't care what's going on up in here. If you don't let go of what's going up on here make you stay home and not even go try to pursue it, it hasn't won. But you keep making, putting one foot in front of the other, making steps toward it and going toward it. Your faith is causing your body to move toward what you desire. But the considerate means to sit back, stay at home, and refuse to even go fill out the paperwork because you're afraid it won't happen. See, the devil has convinced you that, that he's more powerful than God is. And so faith really means that you continue to move toward the manifestation of what it is that you're looking for. You may put one foot in front of the other. You might be nervous. You might... Start out to go and put it off. Well, I I run out of time. The bank is closed in 10 minutes. I didn't make it today. You better get out there earlier tomorrow. Amen? Or it won't be yours. And so faith means that you show up at the place where it can manifest. And you show up on time. And you show up regularly. Just be regular where it's going to happen. Or where it could happen. And let your faith continue to grow. Your faith should not suffer a blow because it didn't happen today. Amen. You know, I tell myself all kind of stuff. I I sit in the car and I say, "Oh God," I say, "Well, they just don't know who I am." <laughs> I walked in there expecting, just like you told me. I said, "They didn't recognize me." I said, "Show me where they gonna know who I am." I'll go to the next place. And I'm sure they're gonna know who I am when I walk in there. You got me? They have to recognize you by the spirit. If your faith got you there, amen? You know, the devil might play around with you a little bit. You know, it ain't here at the first place. I'm gonna make her think she can't, she can't get it. No, you didn't devil. They just don't know. They didn't know the blessing I was when I was sitting up there talking to them. Tried to get them to recognize me. But they just didn't see me. I'm there for them. I ain't there for me. You got to believe that, folks. That ain't just something to say. I'm here to bless you, honey. We both going to prosper out of this deal. Amen? Because you are. They going to get a client that's going to pay them back. they not holding on to... That's not their money to tell you you can't have it anyway. It's God's money. Cattle on a thousand hills belong. Your daddy is rich. He just wants to bless some more people besides you when he got people involved that you need to go through. Don't get it twisted, honey. Them people don't have no power to deny you or to affirm you've already been approved. Amen? You're already accepted in the beloved of God. There's no higher place of acceptance anywhere. God's accepted you in the heavenly realm. You stand holy and spotless before his throne. How much higher you want to get? And if people can't recognize that, then they just won't be the recipient of the blessing that you are. Amen? All right. Got it straight now. Father, we thank you for your word and for understanding. Thank you, Lord, that we are accepted in the... We are the blessing. We are here to bless others as well as be blessed. And that blessing manifests in so many different ways. It really does. So Lord, we have to honor you as God. Thank you that you're God. Thank you that we know you, that you love us and we love you. So we bless you. We honor you and you thank, we thank you for the privilege of being your children, being the heirs of this world, recipients of all that you have for us, Father, and so much more. So we thank you, Lord, that your, your, your blessings exceed and go abundantly beyond what we can ask or think. We have no clue of what we're receiving from you in this life and in the world to come, eternal life. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Why don't we do our declaration? I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. I don't have whatever's fill in the blanks. Amen. And it don't have me. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes we are healed. Amen, amen, amen again. It's so decreed, amen.